Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me he's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad, you went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad! G-B-R. Okay, No Block, No Rock, Season 3, Episode 8, live from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room. Woo. Connor Cavillac is the main NBC plug, that and he hooks, us, he hooks us up with these beers right here. What are oh, we drinking, yeah. fellas? What are we drinking? Mike, what you got, brother? I got the uh, Cow Tipper. Okay, that is the oh. NBNR beer. I think that is the, the tailgating beer, if you're going to want to drink on a Saturday, either, whether we're winning or losing, yeah. that's your beer. That's yep. the one. And shout out to the cow tipping goat, Cooper James. Cooper James. <laughs> Cooper James. Cooper James. Yep. Connor. Hello. Hi. Hello, Connor. Hello. What you got? I feel like this is an answer that everyone, if, if you've listened to us before, I feel like you're going to know what I'm going to say. Uh, I am drinking the Pilsner. Mm. Wow. Uh, shout, out, shout out Chris Schmidt. You ever get tired of that? No. Like, you drink it. Every single day. Not yeah. saying you're like an alky or anything, but no. you drink that every single day. A little hurtful. It feels mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it is, like I said, it, it's one of my favorite beers we make. It is, like, as far as Pilsners go, in my opinion, one of the best. So, no, I, I don't get tired of it. In it, your own opinion of your own beer, you say it's one of the best. Yes. You don't say it is the best. Well, he's got to well, be. I mean, there's not a bad beer on tap out there. Nah, that's there's, true. there's not a bad one. But is that um, the best Pilsner you've ever had? The best Pilsner I've ever had? Yeah. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah, fact. <laughs> At what point do people start listening every week and they start lip syncing what you're about to say when you're talking about like, Pilsner. hey, Connor, what are you drinking? Pilsner. And everybody starts lip syncing. They're like, they know exactly yeah. what you're going to say. I, it seems like they probably should be doing that by now. Right. Um, and if you are, uh, shout out. I'll buy you a beer. That just means that they're loyal. Listener. Yeah, exactly. And we love you. As Kyle. As Kyle as, we'll let, yeah. let him yeah, savor oh, it. So yeah. It's running Absolutely. What you got, brother? I've got the cow tipper as well. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to line it yeah, up for a... Uh... No Taco Vesa this week. No. Not no. yet, at least. And I actually I actually talked to a dude. I went to a wedding last night. I talked to a guy. And we brought up the podcast and uh, Nebraska Brewing Company. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? Like Taco Vesa, right? And I'm like, man, I That's am. I, know I, it. I am Taco Vesa. I am Taco Vesa. I don't bleed. I just have Taco Vesa running through my veins. Right. So Not a bad thing. So I am like... I am, I am the outlier with all you guys. I'm drinking an IPA. Ooh, an IPA. Oh, the old it's tasty. The old pine cone. Mm, which one? Permanent, permanent record. That one's good though. It's really freaking good, man. That one's good. Like, don't be giving me crap. Hey, I'm with you. Just because I like drinking pine cones. Well, okay, so just we we wanted this to be kind of a a free for all. We, we usually have like bullet points that we go by, but we want to keep it kind of loose, right? We want to keep it loose, keep it free-flowing. So Indiana, two-point favorites Nebraska is. Why? I don't know. Huh. I don't. Riddle me that, Batman. Well, we've seen <laughs> how it's worked out so far this year. Hey, yeah, we're so good against the spread. I'll oh, tell you. I don't want to talk about the spread. Jesus. <laughs> I don't even want to talk so, about the spread. Somebody had tweeted out it was the it was the gif of like Lloyd Christmas handing out the money to the guys and he's like in his fur boots and he's like, Here you go. Here you go. Like here are all the Nebraska fans to their bookies. Like, here exactly, you go. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the only reason I can think of, oh, it's a homecoming game at home, obviously. It's like, oh, yeah, because Plano Memorial Stadium has done wonders Hey, we've, so far. We've won a game inside Memorial Stadium. We've won a game. Yes, we I say A. <laughs> it's, 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 happened, a. it's happened before. Yeah, yeah it, it is certainly possible. Okay, so like, I'm not going to lie. When it comes to Indiana, a few weeks ago, you hear about their struggle against Western Kentucky, how they went to OT. They had to kick a field goal to win at the end. A win is a win. Cool. And then you see them eh, kind of get taken to the woodshed. Yeah. Against Cincinnati, Luke Fickle, I, the Luke yeah. Fickle-led hey, Bearcats. Luke Fickle's a hell of a coach. Hell of a coach. Got to be on the short list, right? <laughs> I think that's a name that will come up in the state of Nebraska. Has yeah. there been an episode but, where I haven't mentioned Luke Fickle? Yeah, like, yeah. I've been talking about Jeez. him constantly. Luke yeah, Fickle you, is a hell of a coach, but yeah. he will probably not end up in Lincoln, Nebraska. No, no, oh, no, no. And let's, we can talk about that later. But, yeah. But the the first half against Cincinnati was just like a disaster. So, like, that's all I really know. And the fact that their quarterback, Connor Basilak, that's a pretty close. Great name. Wow. It's a great name. Is that your, like, is that your, your <laughs> stage name? Evil <laughs> Indiana Twin. It's funny. That's actually my name on my burner account on Twitter. <laughs> Connor Basilak. Um, so, he's averaged over 50 pass attempts per game. So, that's that, that should make you that's go, That's a few. Oh, that's a few. That's, that's a few. Um, so this guy over here, Kyle Byers, I know he's been watching them very closely. He loves him some Tom Allen, I guess. <laughs> oh, he yeah, likes that's torturing, what it is. torturing yeah. himself watching Indiana football. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you taken away from this Indiana squad? So their defense um, is just about as bad as Nebraska's. No way. So I can tell you right now, and we'll get into our predictions and stuff later, but I'll tell you right now, Saturday is going to be just an absolute offensive shootout. Big 12 game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. And because they're they've got one of those like one two punches. They've got Henderson who's like the bruiser and then they've got Shivers or Shivers whatever his name is. They've got him and the dude can run. He has got yeah. some wheels. And I mean he, every game that you've watched so far uh, aside from Cincinnati for Indiana, the guy is just busting like 15 20 yard runs cuz if he gets past the offensive line, like it He's going for extra yards. Like he's so fast, nobody's going to catch him until sure? he gets to the second level. Our defense, yeah. our second level is pretty fast. Oh, I mean, look, we, we bring out a lot of effort when, when we play defense. All so. I'm saying yeah. is the great tackling that we've seen so far this year. The dude is shifty, so if you can't make the solo tackles, it's going to be a long day with a lot of rushing yards for Indiana. Good thing to, we're good at tackling. To, to Kyle's <laughs> point about this game likely being a shootout, I, I think realistically, if we're going to compete, that like we're going to see a lot of those. Like we all recognize. I know we're making jokes that the defense really isn't there. We're going to rest heavily on, you know, Anthony Grant, Casey Thompson. We're going to need that offense to be there. And it's, yeah. it's going to have to be a shootout pretty much every game for the rest of the season. So now that Bill Bush has taken control of the defense and they've had a bye week for whatever that's worth, what are we expecting approach wise from this defense? I know what I'm hoping that I'll see, but is there anything in particular that you're going to look out for now that it's Bill Bush leading the D? Yeah, I, I think with Bill Bush, I think he's going to simplify things. I think I think Chins was trying to do a lot more things with a lot of young guys. I mean, you got to look at our roster. We do not have very many seniors on this team. A lot of new dudes. A lot of yeah. new guys, a lot of new faces. And I feel like Chins 
was uh, extra confident coming into this year after uh, the defense played pretty well last year. And I think he was like, okay, we're just going to do the same thing, plug and play. And obviously that didn't work. And so I think if you're Bill Bush, you're coming in the situation of let's simplify things. Let's go back to just simple X's and O's. Make sure you're lined up. Let's start with that. Let's make sure you're <laughs> yeah. lined up. Line up. You know what gap you're supposed to be in, <laughs> right? Let's just start there. And I think the rest will fix itself. Yeah. Well, and uh, Jamie here on Facebook in the comments, he what's says, up, Jamie, what's I up, hope Jamie? we learned how to tackle now that we stopped playing two hand touch. And I mean, well, uh, one could say that definitely helps things. Yeah, but it's absolutely. I think it's a little too, too little too late, uh, I suppose, for that. But. With chins, right? One of the big concerns was like not really the defense, but just I would just say like living up to that standard that they set. And yeah. I'm, I'm using standard very loosely. I understand that they weren't gangbusters. They they played well okay, enough they, to win listen, games, though. But, you know, they, they had all those seniors. And yeah. so you, maybe Chenander, like you said, just got a little too comfortable and was kind of just assumed it would translate to this year despite all the new guys coming in. And so it kind of bit him in the ass, and that's why he's no longer a coach here. And so I, I do want to touch on that. I mean, obviously, we've talked about what went wrong with the Froster and all this other stuff a hundred times to this out. point. And so has everyone else that you probably listened to. But something that I think kind of hit a lot of issues was the fact that you had all those seniors and all that leadership for the last four years for Chins. And then and it's then, just gone. And then even like on the offensive side, <laughs> Frost could hide behind leadership and he could hide behind Adrian Martinez rushing for 150 yards a game and doing all this crazy shit that what you saw him do at K State this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, they got to hide. They got to hide behind a lot of people that could hide those big issues. And so now that all that stuff is gone, now you see where we're at. Yeah. How many times have we said the word accountability over the last like three weeks? Is it like just shy of a million? What the, the word accountability? It's oh a, yeah, it's a yeah. really popular buzzword. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm hoping, kind of just we like to say piggyback. You like to say accountability? Yes. We're piggyback. We're like, I'm going to piggyback off Mike. I'm going to piggyback. Like, you know, the whole X's and O's keep things simple. I'm hoping that they'll be more aggressive. I hope they'll play man-to-man, press up on the guy in front of you instead of... Ten yards uh, off? Yeah, we, we've uh, looked bend, scared. Bend, 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 bend. Oh, break. We've, we've looked scared on defense. Uh, and I Scared, guess, confused. Yeah. Naked and afraid. Kind of like that show. Except... You have the red N instead of being naked. Yeah. You're just afraid. Well, that's what N stands for. Naked and, and afraid. Of it. Like, <laughs> frankly, and again, yeah, I know, knowledge. like, uh, we, we talk about, like, don't beat a dead horse. But, I mean, sometimes you have to. The, the big oh. complaint that I've heard from a lot of guys is the secondary. But, uh, again, we got – we talked about this last night. We have Stefan Wynn, O'Shawn Matthews. What, what pressure are we getting Jesus off that D-line? Like, at all. Uh, and so, like, I, I don't think it's fair to, like, really single out any – certain group on that defense i mean it's just overall man overall Oof. i mean it's it's been bad they're bad at complementary football yeah. and you can't blame the d-line without blaming the linebackers and you can't blame the linebackers without blaming the secondary and it's just it's it's, it's can, just it's, it's a cascaded they it's haven't cascaded been in into sync. a pile of shit sorry daryl i didn't mean to say a <laughs> sorry daryl sorry, sorry daryl brass ass daryl brass ass um <laughs> but i will say about indiana right you, they were 2-10 and ten last year, which is a worse record than Nebraska. And so you look at that and you're like, oh, that's, come on, come on. That's a dumb, right? Come on. But then, hey, they go out and beat Burt Bielema's Illinois squad 
in week one. And we beat, I don't think that's we nothing. Beat, we beat him last year, right? It's not nothing. Wrong. Well, Wrong. and, and here, here's here's like the thing, too, is that all the games that they've won are all somewhat close. Yeah. They've always been a battle to the end. One score yeah. game? I'm not I'm yeah. not used to those. So if you're looking at the track record, uh, you know, they had a worse record than us last year, but every game this year they've won that's been close. Cincinnati they got destroyed by, but yeah. – I mean, they played Illinois one by three. They played Idaho. That one got a little out of the hand at the end. Um, but Western Kentucky, they won by three. Like, so the the dudes are are staying in close games. Yeah, I don't think. Ding. <laughs> yeah, I don't, drink. The last thing we need is not just the team. The the team has to worry about themselves more than the opponent, quite frankly. But you can't have fans looking at that Western Kentucky result and thinking, "Oh, Indiana's trash." Well, okay, Nebraska is as well, right? Yeah. So, and here's the thing: when you win a game, you don't take it for granted. Yep. We've seen upsets galore. I can't even begin to name them off the top of my head because it's week after week, someone beating someone that's not supposed to beat that team. K State. Shit, yeah. man. I I K-State. would argue though that they should have won that game because but, Chris Kleiman owns Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean he's won four out of six years. But my point is. Please don't just look at that result and be like, oh, it's nothing. No. A win is a win is a win. Well, yeah. And it's kind of, we're at the point now where, and it's sad, but when we win, we're the, we upset somebody, you know, like yeah. even if yeah. we beat Indiana who won two games last year, we that's an upset. Them. That's an upset because yeah. where we're at right now, I think any win is an upset for Shit, us. Man. No kidding. We, we honestly, Listen, I hope Mickey can get this thing turned around, but. Man, I mean, we have, have how far have we fallen? Right? And so you you just said the magic words uh, about hope Mickey can turn this thing around. Again, I know we've beat this to death too. I don't think it's fair to expect no. Mickey to like produce incredible results. I don't think that's fair at it's all. Not, it's not fair or realistic. No. Well, he's dealt a, a shit sandwich. I sorry, that's, and that's phrasing it <laughs> sorry, nicely. Um, and so I I think. You know, whatever happens here, I'm very thankful for uh, Mickey's contract where he's going to be stay on as an associate head coach, uh, wide receiver coach. That's fantastic. That was like the one thing I really wanted. But like, let's not expect him to get us, you know, eight, nine. I actually got sent a tweet earlier today at Shane Ball. If you're listening, you're the one who sent me this tweet. Um, Shout out, Shane. Shout out, Shane. Um, No free shout outs. But (laughs) yeah, I'll Venmo request you later, Shane. Yep. Um, But talking about how uh it was a tweet that said that it's not unrealistic that the huskers could win you know seven more games this season if not win out and i want to be very clear if you believe that uh you're an idiot i i don't know how to put it nicely you're just an idiot we're we're not looking for you know the home runs here we're looking at you know restructuring the program changing a lot of fundamental stuff that was kind of fucked up sorry daryl um, during Frost's tenure. Um, and so, I like, Mickey Joseph isn't here to turn this around right now. Uh, we're, we're in the process of, but don't expect it to happen right now. Well, look, yeah. man, if, if, they, if Nebraska cannot win against Indiana, I mean, we are talking probably double-digit losses this year. Yeah. Isn't that fucking freaking nuts? Sorry, Daryl. Yeah, no, I... Sorry, Daryl. Yeah. Not sorry, Daryl. <laughs> not sorry. Double-digit losses. That's that just... deserves a fuck. I'm sorry, yeah. Facebook. But yeah, it's come on. How far have we fallen? That's that's the real thing is we are a blue blood program and we there is a stain. So that 
is Scott Frost. Blue blood. We, oh, we talked about this last season. <laughs> yeah, in season two, we talked about was Nebraska still a blue blood? And I think it's even more relevant now. Are we still a blue blood? If they lose double-digit games, guys, are we still? God, I don't think okay. so. I, I, I know, don't think so. I you, know. You I know. have to it write sucks. this. You it have to sucks. write this year off. I, I, in my opinion, you're at this point now where it's like, okay, we finally ripped the band-aid off. That was. This you got to get me one more win. Experiment at least. Uh, okay. At least one more. Okay, but it doesn't. A blue blood status isn't something that just happens one time or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are yeah. talking about one of the most winningest programs <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Of all time. We could win one game for the next 10 years and still have way more wins in Iowa. Dude, I'm just we're, saying. We're on track. Ma- it doesn't matter. We're on track to win we one not. game a year. You know what we're on track years. to do? We're on track to hire the next coach at Nebraska. Mm. Urban Meyer. I hope. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hope. But it, it probably won't happen. So let's talk about. You want to talk about contacts? The Urban Meyer or Urban we, Meyer? Let's talk about well, the Urban Meyer search. Well, I'll, let's start with the Trev Alberts Bowl. Yeah. All I, right. That Trev Alberts Bowl was juicy. Listen, you got Dave Aranda smacking ass on the sidelines. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yeah. An, that's an automatic, like, two, like, jump two sp- slots for me. Yeah. Sure. Right so there. is he number one then? Because he was like three yeah, before. Then. I know. God, it's so tough. Oh. Um, so Dave Aranda's Baylor Bears, they beat the Clones in Ames. And yeah, there was like a little a viral clip of Matt Campbell going around being pissed at the refs. It's like, yeah, there were some calls there. It's like, damn, dude. Pretty yeah. crazy. But people sure. are like, Matt, sure. Matt Bopolini Campbell, Matt Campolini. I'm like, well, just relax. <laughs> yeah. Just relax. Well, I feel like when if Matt Campbell's yelling, it's probably like, can you believe this? Can you believe <laughs> dude, this? I don't know. I've seen his face and he gets, this is, this is absurd. There, there is no sorry Daryl's and, and Matt Campbell yelling. Yeah. There's none of that. No. So, uh, yeah, you see that those clips going around, and people will probably have PTSD from that. Oh, I saw Bo Pelini do that. I don't like that. Well, look, the results on the field. Uh, you watch Iowa State, man. I, dare I say, dare I say, they're reminiscent of Nebraska a little bit. Just in terms of the dumb penalties. And I know some of the calls were horse crap, but they just look undisciplined. I don't know, guys. What would you guys think? I the more I watch at Iowa State this year, I actually uh, Matt Campbell moves further down my list. Yeah, it's cool and it, it moves further down my list. Uh, initially, I think when we went through our first like coaching search picks, Matt Campbell was in like my top three. Again, I talked about he was incremental progress, but the more I'm watching, I I don't really believe that he is. Uh, I think you know, it, it's. Tough to say that he would not be an improvement over Frost because, frankly, Jesus. almost I, anyone would be. I said that Andy Means at Andy Means at Millard South is a better coach than Scott Frost. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and I, he's not I even a coach anymore. He's not even the coach anymore. I agree. But I could you. call him up off of his couch right now, and he would still have a better football program than Scott Frost did because Scott Frost didn't take the job serious. But but the more I watch Matt Campbell, like the further he moves down my list. I mean, he's just I I do not believe he's the guy. Yeah, if if you like, we said. After we got done with our show with Jimmy Allen, shout out, I guess. Shout out. We had said, if you had asked us this question two weeks ago, Jimmy, we would have said Matt Campbell. I think all four of us would have said Campbell's the dude. Not because that's who we want necessarily, but that's just the most logical thing. But now now Dave Aranda, he's the new hot, hot guy. A lot of people like him because he has Big Ten experience with Wisconsin, was at LSU, won a natty with Bill Bush and Mickey Joseph on staff. So that would be a smooth transition if he were to come here. Um, A lot of people might say, hey, not enough 
head coaching experience yet. Mike, you brought up the point about Matt Rule, how he still has Matt Rule's players, despite them winning the Big 12 last year. That's a lot of Rule's players. So he's still relatively green when it comes to being a head football coach at the Power 5 level. So he's in my top three, personally. You guys go off about Aranda. Oh, uh, I can go off, go off about Aranda all day. He is exactly what you want in your head coach. First off, if you're coaching in this conference, a mm. physical conference, you don't need to adjust your system for nothing. You need to play to the system that is the Big Ten. And Dave Aranda is a defensive guy, so he and he's been a defensive coordinator at Wisconsin and at LSU. He's got the credentials there. Defensive, defensive guy is what we need right now. What are they? Mm. More are they, than anything. Are they plus 10 on turnovers right now with 19 total on the season? Is that what I saw? 19 under Aranda as a whole. Yeah, 19, 19 under Aranda yeah, as a whole. I would plus say, 10. Okay, yeah. That's more than we've had in five years under Frost. Yeah. I mean, probably I, 20. Yeah. It's just, that's what I want. And our next head coach is a defensive minded guy. And then get yourself a good OC and just run with it. And of course, O line coach. Let's get a guy who knows how to push mm. the offense and defensive lines. So that's uh, another thing you just brought up. Um, getting a good OC. Um, obviously, we, we talked about, I feel like we all probably agree that bringing, or keeping Mickey Joseph, or Joseph on the staff is a big deal. And I, I think we would all agree with that. Um, yes. Is Whipple the guy? Does he stay? I, no. I, I'm really not convinced. I don't, I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't think he, he would want to stay. He's gonna get he's gonna get his his buyout. Yeah. And he's gonna cash out and he's probably done. Like that would be my opinion. Just a one and done and just yeah. move on. Yeah. Cause that's what we said. Well, if the whole if the whole staff gets swiped after the year because we don't do as well as what we want to, then he'll be perfectly fine because he's pretty much at the end of the, the road as it is. We like, said that too when he got here. It's like yeah. it's a payday. You know, it's it's a, it's extra vacation money for his retirement. Uh, his wife isn't doing so hot. So it, yeah. it's one of those things. And it's like, would he even want to come back next year? It's I, frankly, I, I think like, he took this job just like, hey, I'm going to get paid. And it's a good opportunity for me. If if it works, whatever. If not, I'll, I can count my Benjamins. That's and I mean, and he's, Frank, been, he's been in college football for so long. I mean, yeah. he knows Nebraska during the glory years. He said it when he got introduced. He's like, look, he's like, if you have a chance to coach at, at the University of Nebraska, he's like, you take it. Yeah. And, and so, and now he's at the point where he's going to get a nice, check at the end of it and he kind of just capped his his it, career on it. he has a it few was, more stories to tell yeah it was such low pressure for him coming in too because like yeah I, and i know like a lot of husker fans are not going to appreciate this i mean we are a losing program we're not good loser uh, and so like if he sad. came in and won he looks like a goddamn hero if he Build comes in and, a statue yeah, of Whipple. He looks like a goddamn hero no shoes. if he comes in and wins. And if he loses, it's just like, okay, well, you know, that's kind of what we expected anyway. A shoeless <laughs> statue. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. A, like a hole in the in the, in the, in the sock. <laughs> like, yeah. like right in the big toe area. Big says, toe sticking out. Quote bubble talking about Big Ben yeah. or oh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> he has a name drop. Every time he gets in an interview, this is probably why Frost was like, I got to limit who talked in front of the microphone because <laughs> Whipple's going to come up to the mic with no fucking shoes on <laughs> and he's going to talk about his glory days with Big Ben. Look, okay, let, let's get a little back on track. Just a little bit because yeah. I know we're shoot, shooting the crap here. But Good catch. Uh, and over, yeah. <laughs> Daryl, I've got you, man. Yeah, we're so here for you. An overlooked part of this coaching search, I think, is how loyal are candidates to their current staff. So like Dave Aranda, like 
I feel like he would want Mickey Joseph as head as the wide receivers coach. He worked with him before, etc. Yeah. Another guy that comes up is Lance Leipold. Lance Leipold. His KU Jayhawks are undefeated, and there's a lot of hullabaloo going around because they're still not ranked. So people are like, haters, haters, all of you. I do want to point out this is a Husker podcast, but I do really want to say rank Kansas. Rank. Rank them. Come on. Rank them. I want to see one more, baby. Come on. Give me one, one more. One more. You want five you. and oh before they touch the top twenty five? Hey, give them a hey break. If, it, if it were an SEC give them a break. team, they'd be in the top ten. Yeah. Um, so like Leipold. How loyal is a guy like Leipold to his wide receivers coach? Maybe he really likes his wide receivers coach to a fault. And yeah, on paper you could say, but Lance, you have Mickey Joseph. What are you doing? But Lance is like, hey. I've been working with this guy for a decade. I love him. I love his family, et cetera. Yeah. So, like, I'm just curious to know how um, candidates are loyal, how loyal they are to their staffs and bringing them to Nebraska and how that's going to eliminate some folks. I don't right? know. I, I just – any coach that comes in here, I think they will find a place for Mickey Joseph. Maybe he's not the wide receivers coach, <gasps> but he's going to be the assistant head coach, and they're going to find him – He'll be the special teams coordinator. They're going to find a role for Mickey Joseph because Agreed. he's an elite recruiter. He's going to mend the – because you remember this too. You have to re-recruit this entire team. Like, yep. It's not just like it was in the glory days where, you, hey, I got you. Uh, you know, you you can't transfer. No, they can just jump in the portal and leave. Yeah, linemen that toil away for three and a half, four years, and then they play as redshirt seniors. That doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Yeah, it's just that's not going to happen. So it, yeah. you need a guy that is currently on the previous regime, and you don't badmouth the previous regime. No, and no, we don't. You you bring in a guy, or you keep a guy on the staff that is familiar, and it's going to re-recruit those guys like AJ AJ Allen or shoot, like uh, trying to think of another young guy that's good. Because listen, man, there's a reason <laughs> yeah. why you're struggling yeah. to yeah. figure it out. Because the, the other thing that you're bringing up is bad. talking about uh, you know whatever candidate comes in being you know ultra loyal to the staff that they have right now. Yeah, uh, we have that. With Scott Frost, mm-hmm. I mean, we pulled yep. most of that UCF staff over. Yep, that didn't necessarily work out. No? So, uh, when by necessarily, I mean it was a, an entire failure. You are, you're um, being kind. Yeah, I was I was doing my best. Uh, what I would like is a coach that comes in, really assesses the situation, and you know, like I, I understand being loyal to your guys, but finding a crew that's actually going to get this done and actually create progress. So I, I understand loyalty, but at a certain point, we've talked about this a million times. I'm not paying you to be friends. Right. I'm paying you to win me fucking games. And it's time that we get a coach that comes in. And I again, I understand loyalty, but I don't care about it. I need you to get a staff on there that's going to help us improve. Uh, and frankly, in a lot of fa- phases in the game, it, it would be tough not to. Yeah. So what you're saying is you want a killer. Absolutely. Urban Meyer. I eight sixty four. Yep. Per, That's the only number that matters to me. And, you know, I, I keep bringing it up. How many wins is your soul worth? Because Urban Meyer does have a lot of those skeletons. And the entire argument I give oh, back no, every he's, time. He's not a perfect human. Oh, yeah. no. Weird. The, the argument I give back, again, I'm not paying them to be, you know, squeaky. Church wing. choir boys. 864. Killer. Okay. On the field. <laughs> not off. Not, not off the field. I, he hasn't killed not anyone. To, Anti-Urban's about to talk. He, that we know of. You know, he kind of <laughs> maybe helped cover it up a little bit, but 864. Well, okay. Like, I here's the thing. I can look over him going to the bar and, you know, 
I can look over the that's stuff. Right. No, I understand where you're going. That's <laughs> off. That's off the record in his own personal sure. deal. Whatever you want to do, dude. Right. I get that. But yeah. once you start getting players coming out and saying like, "Oh, he kicked me in the head because I missed a field goal." Okay, and, oh, one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I think you uh, get look, like three to five of those before it becomes a big deal. I'm just saying, like, I I can't look over the stuff that happens inside the building with the people that he's supposed to be protecting and being good to. Father no, I totally too. understand. Right. That. Yeah, but but, but but Kyle, let me let me ask that kicker a question. Why did you miss the kick? Yeah, did you yeah. deserve it? Do your yeah. fucking you job. idiot. Do your job. <laughs> Again, and like Kyle, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, there's a lot of really, really bad things. Oh, like sure. his, his assistants, his former players. Yeah. Like, okay. there's a ton of w- stuff. Without going into specifics, like, we all know what we're talking about. Um, Urban Meyer is not a good person. All I'm saying is that Urban Meyer is just a good coach. win, baby. I mean, people and, just and, act like he is the spawn of Satan. It's like, I don't... Like, he's, he's not, not a good... Not. Can we just relax? Okay, okay there's a reason but, that he's still on... Big noon kickoff and stuff. Okay, like, he's gonna coach some. Yeah, because of ratings and money. Sit here. That's it. Hey. Okay, so and hold on. A me lot and, of people okay. like to see him. Me and, me and Kyle seem to be on the same side here. You two, like, honestly, sit here and tell me that you think Urban Meyer is not a bad person. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but he is God. a bad person. I don't know. That's it's just like, again. I keep asking people if a, you want Urban Meyer. How many wins is your soul worth? It's just here's worth, like all that, the wins. Every really, win I'm that really it, So if he got you two wins, that's worth it. Yep. Listen, that's well, insane. <laughs> as long, hey, if we only get hey, one this year. Listen to this. As long as Urban is my coach, I, I don't care. I will support him. <laughs> I will be there for him. No matter what, he, if he goes 15 and 29 I, and after year four, yeah. as long as he's the face of my program, I'm okay. I hate you guys. Oh, I don't, why am I still here? Listen, man. I hate you guys. I'll just say this, right? A lot of people... They love to judge other people. They love it. And, and it's I will very easy to judge Urban. I will listen, I will always and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cite another person that's not had the best media coverage lately. But a Louis C. K. joke. Oh Lord <laughs> God. He goes he tells the audience, You're effing lucky that you know what my thing is. Cause guess what? You have a thing, but no one knows what your thing is, and you're lucky. Big facts. Everybody has their thing. Everybody has their flaws. People love judging others, and it's just mm. not to mention like ah, holier dude. than thou folks I, everywhere. But dude, again, with Come what on. Urban has done over the course of his you've career, never kicked someone in the head. I haven't covered up domestic abuse. Okay, but listen, he wasn't beating on his wife. Listen, he's he yeah, but he covered one. it up. Listen, okay, I'm and, not going to defend covering some abuse up, but he, we're acting like he's the one that was doing it no. like he wasn't the one doing it and but like he had he, past loyalties to a guy earl bruce he was You're in a position to, to at least you know hold this man accountable and they didn't human and beings he knew of the situation human beings are complicated. and that's that's like a big problem for me and that's why like again i i keep bringing up the 864 number and that that is very <laughs> very tantalizing like i love that yeah but it, it's it's tough. almost worth it it's, almost yeah it's, right it, there. It's, it's tough for me to say that i could get fully behind urban meyer as our next head coach because of what he's done over the course of his career. Well, look, and it, like kicking the kicker, honestly, he's a fucking kicker. Who cares? Yeah, he's like, like to be kicked. He kickers likes, barely deserve rights. should be used rides. to kicks and yeah. Yeah, everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, but uh, Urban, these guys that worked for Urban or played for Urban, they're sure loving that they were on his teams, though. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, hey, go look at the guys in the NFL, the amount of Ohio State players I want to know NFL. what Zeke, Zeke says yeah, about yeah, Urban. But, so my thing is, we don't need a coach like Urban to win. Sure. No, we know that Urban is a proven winner. We know that. If you're trying but, to get here, are you trying to get here? But or are you, is, you Ur- like is Urban the only guy that's ever been here? 
are who available. Else? So there's like five coaches. Anyone's out there. available. We have, like we have unlimited money. There's probably anyone's available except for Saban. Five or Kirby co- Smart. Five Honor. coaches out there that will get you there. Like five. Yeah, and who are they? I mean, you got Kirby, you got Urban, you got Dabo, Dabo. you got Saban. Saban. Who? Um, (laughs) So there's four. So there's four. The the number Uh, five that I know uh, is just totally Urban. Oh, do we say Urban? Oh, there's five. The the number we did. The number five that I know is entirely unlikely will never come to Nebraska. And I don't think, honestly, gets enough credit is Ryan Day. He is a great coach. So all those guys that we just talked, we just said, is Nebraska hiring any of them? No, no, no. So there's one like, guy that's available. There's one guy that will do it. Yeah. If Lance you, if, Leipold. If you want, <laughs> is Lance Leipold going to win you a national championship? No. You. It doesn't matter who you bring in here. Like there's so much that needs to be fixed inside the Nebraska program. No, listen. That like, frankly, I don't know that any of these guys that we just talked about this, are going to win. This is my, title. this is my fault because I, I keep not stating my position too clearly, obviously. I do not think Nebraska will ever win a national championship ever again. There are some people out there that want Nebraska to win a national championship, even expect it. They're wrong. Urban Meyer is the only one that will do that. Yes. Lance Leipold is not going to get you a national championship. Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell will not. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to win a national championship, if that is your expectation, who besides Urban? And I'm not saying that should be the expectation, but if that is, it's only Urban. I, I want to reiterate, and this is a hypothetical to the listeners out there. This was a TikTok that was posted on the NBNR podcast TikTok, which is at NBNR podcast. Follow it. Follow it. Um, and it was a hypothetical that I believe, Jared, you proposed. Mm. Was a contract for Urban Meyer. And, you know, is, is this something that you consider? And I believe right. it was six seasons, yeah. three Big Ten West titles. One Big Ten one, title. One Big Ten title. One and playoff. one playoff appearance. Yep. Is that enough? To bring Urban Meyer on personally, with that, if, if all of those things, if I was guaranteed those, and I had to give Urban Meyer that right there, yeah, I would say yes, absolutely. However, again, we have to look at there. There is a lot to fix inside the Nebraska program. It's impossible to guarantee that. That's why it's a hypothetical. Right. Uh, I don't believe that's likely, but uh, if that were the case, yes, Urban Meyer would be the guy. I just, I, I don't know that where we're at right now it makes sense to bring on a guy like Urban Meyer. And that sucks because I do like winning. I don't sure. like losing. Isn't fun. I'm just saying, if you want to win Natty's, he it's only urban. If you want, I'm sorry. That's, do, you, do you don't think Dave Randa could get us around there? Um, I, I think it's, I, th- I think he could, but he's, he's only in that, his second year. He's only that, in his second year remember, coaching. He's in his forties. Like that is a guy, like if you want to go realistic higher and you want to throw money at somebody, and, and like I said, I'm on the urban train. Like, if you want to win, go hire urban. It's not going to happen. Let's let's just put that out there. We don't need to keep be- beating this drum because we're going to do it every boom, single week boom. until every week. You know, we have eight more freaking games. Okay, we're not going to beat the urban train. If it happens, it happens. It's probably not going to. Dave Aranda, if you were to hire Dave Aranda, you could potentially hire. It's similar to when we hired Frost, mm. a guy that could be here for 20 years. You're talking about a guy that could be here for a very long time. That's what I want, and that's. Program stability, that's culture. I that's think, the stuff that everybody right. at this table probably wants. I think especially it's what we Kyle need. wants and Connor wants. That's what you guys want. And I think that's the route we are going to go. That's what Trev Alberts is going to do. That's assuming Dave Aranda would stay for 20 ish. I'm not saying that. Well, right. would. I'm, yeah, we're not going to guarantee that. And, okay. But. And a, a point about Lance Leipold that I wasn't able to say yesterday. During our first like initial head coaching lists, I said Leipold was definitely a, 
an option, but I didn't think was the right choice because of his age, right? But you look at his age. If he comes to Nebraska, fifty-eight. He's a, you don't. Yep. Yep. You don't have to worry about him using Nebraska as a stepping stone to the NFL or whatever. This would be probably his last job. It'd be it. He's not going to try to hop to the next hot thing. You would think he would give it his all because this is. It's like the Whipple argument, right? Hey, He's going to give us all because this is his last stop. Mike Riley did that too. We hired him as his last. We stop. did. Hey, that didn't. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That <laughs> wasn't really a Nebraska problem. That was a Mike Riley problem. Yeah, but although you could, you I, I could argue the same out, thing. I mean, it's, I I do want to point out before we get into the Mike Riley slander. Yeah. 2016, he started seven and zero. We were a top ten yeah, team. One nine games. Let's go yeah. back. Shout out. Yeah. I'm not going to slander Mike Riley. I no. think he tried his best, but yeah. this is a beast that is Nebraska. So whatever guy that comes in here has to have tough skin. Has to be get get you saddled up for the fishbowl. Saddled up. Yeah, you got to you got to be ready for it, and yeah. you got to be ready to handle the media. And you got to be ready to handle the press. You're going to have more cameras in front of your face and in your practice, and involved with every aspect of your life. Yeah. So it's not just oh, you know, like Lance Leipold. He's had a success at North Dakota State, and then you know, then he came to whatever, and, and it's just Kansas, Kansas, <laughs> yeah. Or not Dakota State, whatever, right? Which is UNO and then yeah, Buffalo cool. and all that, right? He did all those things, okay? But he hasn't done it in the Power Two. He hasn't, and I'm, I'm going to call it the Power Two. I'm going to yeah. continue to do that. The Big Ten and the SEC, that's the Power Two. That's, right. where, that's where we're going with this. Yeah. I want a guy who is familiar with those conferences, the physicality, the recruiting. And there is just a lot of good schools in these conferences. You're and, bringing in UC, USC, Who's a top 10 team? You're bringing them in. And guess what? Guess what conference they're going to go into probably? The Big Ten West, yeah. right? That's pretty West, would you say? I can West. I can answer, like, as you're talking about coaches that understand the fishbowl, and I know we've talked about this before, one name that doesn't really need an explanation anymore, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I Like, I wanted to talk about Bill O'Brien last night, and unfortunately was not able to. Go off, King. Bill O'Brien is the guy and like i know we have discussed this a thousand times hmm. bill o'brien's my number one uh even above urban meyer and uh, and fickle and oranda yes okay. absolutely and so I, I know when we started uh after frost got fired we talked about you know the coaching surge and i was so high on luke fickle and i i do think like luke fickle would be a very good coach for nebraska but bill o'brien in the current situation nebraska's in i think is the guy Coming out of the Nick Saban's island for misfit coaches, yeah, um, like we've seen the success other schools have had pulling coaches out of there. Uh, he understands the pressure. At, obviously, coming out of that Penn State situation, he gets it. Like he's the, the pressure doesn't get to him. He still has proven that he's successful, just not in Houston. Who cares? I mean, he was still he he was G, you can't coach and GM at the same time. Like yeah. no, hold it's that impossible. against impossible. Just. People hold that against him. Just relax. Yeah, the whole yeah. Houston thing. I mean, God. You, you you would say you would have to say the exact same thing about. Well, say, Urban went to Jacksonville and exactly. he was a total train wreck. Exactly. And Saban went to Miami and he wasn't too hot at, with the Dolphins. What well, was yeah. I, I think Mike uh, quoted it. I don't know how many weeks ago. Is not everyone's a Jimmy Johnson. No, it's just There's, not. It's not reasonable or, to ask that of people. Or Pete Carroll. There's two guys that have ever done it. Yeah, yeah. It, two. It's, it's not fair to ask that of everyone. I think Bill O'Brien would be a fantastic coach for Nebraska. Not saying it's a bad choice at all. Or but Barry Switzer. Yeah. I'm just saying. Shut up. Um, damn. Oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Got his ass. I think with Bill O'Brien, right? I think you would have to expect kind of the Urban Meyer effect. 
where I don't think it's going to be for 20 years, even no. 10, no. maybe not even eight. I think he would use it as a stepping stone to the next level. Now, the question is, would you be content as long as he's winning games and all that? You know, I, the I, longevity is probably not going to be there, but if he wins, then... I think if we got Bill O'Brien for five years yeah. and we saw legitimate progress and we get back to you know winning eight, nine games a year and like the program kind of starts to get back to, I mean, not notoriety, but like some more prominence than what we've seen in the last like, five. You can see like yeah, something there. <laughs> you can see that this program is actually worth a shit. Yeah, I would take that. And I, I think that's like one of the things... That again, we, we talk about, you know, getting a coach that's going to be here for the long term, the 10, 15, 20 years. Um, I, all I want to see is progress. Give me five years of progress, and then we can worry about getting that long term coach. Granted, I would love the long term coach right now, I would sure. love the solution tomorrow. Yeah. I don't think it's reasonable to ask for that. But you, this should be like you are the University of Nebraska. Any coach that you bring in here that is actually doing their job should be able to make a freaking bowl game. Every team makes a bowl game. Let, oh, yeah. Let's not settle for well, incremental progress because we're going to go one and oh, one I wanna, ten this no, year. I want to be clear. My, my incremental progress is minimum seven wins a year. Minimum. Ooh, okay. Maybe. I'm in year one, though. I, I'm just saying, like, where are this program's at? I think Low. what you need to do is you need to, you need to know that you are the University of Nebraska. You have more. You're going to have the best facilities in the country coming up soon. You have more NIL money. You have all this stuff to, to benefit your university. There is zero reason that you cannot win six games a year. Agreed. I hear you. Zero. This should, this should never happen. Agreed. So And so, yeah, I, I just think, like, expecting the 9-10 win seasons right away is just insane. No, come on. Get, like, Even with Urban coming, though, I wouldn't expect 9-10 no. year one. Seven I mean, to eight. He would. But, if if we mean, can get a coach he, in here, he would that's be the get us. only guy to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. If we can get a guy okay, that's going to come in here and get a seven to eight, I'm happy. Let's no. stop beating the coaching drum. Kyle's falling asleep over there. Well, so. Thanks, Jamie. Was, Have a good one. I was going to say, like, you're scrolling through comments. Is there oh, any yeah, like, cool questions or anything that we got from the people there? Hello. Uh, I did see my I mean, aunt join, so that's cool. What's up, Shout Aunt Delaware? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jamie's just been following along. He's been um, adding comments and stuff like that. What's Jamie's opinion? On the head coaching situation. He said uh, Dave, Luke, or Todd for head coach. Mm. Todd, the offensive coordinator from uh, Georgia. Munkin. Yes. Not Jeff, my boy. <sighs> Todd Munkin. Okay. Love me some fucking I Jeff see Munkin. my thing. That's my boy. I like, I like the Dave and Luke. I, I want an experienced Power 5 head coach. Yeah, I, I just don't want another don't, learning lesson. I don't need I don't, No. Yeah. We don't need Nebraska to be your, hey, if you want to track practice to be a head coach, come here. That, that's not that's not what we need anymore. A name that keeps coming up is Jim Leonard. In the that same D- scenario. He's a coordinator of Wisconsin. I'm just saying if you would, if you were to get an assistant, it would be him. So it would, but on the flip side, did you see their defense last week? You understand? Listen, they played Ohio State, five stars everywhere. Okay, not and fair. Scott Frost coached pretty good against Ohio State. Kyle, Kyle, how do you and feel? He's about not Leonard? a good coach. About what? How are you feeling about Leonard? Again, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm absolutely, totally not interested. I would not approve. Look, I would, I would write a letter to Trev Albert, <laughs> to Jim Leonard, like, what are you doing? Handwritten, like, of course. Again, yeah, oh, handwritten for sure. And then I would, like, yeah, I just, I. Again, I'm just not interested in having somebody come to Lincoln and try to fix this stuff when they've never been a head coach. We're not tutors. All right. Yeah, come here yeah. with experience. We're about to offer you millions of dollars. Yeah. The same thing we just gave the last three coaches to do more, though. Even well, no, more. You, you could right. argue with Jim Leonard, you'd pay him less. 
you'd be like, hey, instead of hey, we'll get ten, we'll get five. Is that what we need? No. Is that what well, no, not at all. Not at right. all. I am right. not advocating for that at how all. How many times have we not. talked about in the last like ten minutes about how we want a guy to come in here and win? Like, and we talked about incremental progress. At least I said it. Yeah. Incremental progress to me is seven wins. Is that worth it to pay a guy less? That's like. He might get there. And Trev, Trev knows better. Everybody's throwing out Jim Leonard and all these other guys that like have no experience. Trev knows better. Well, I would hope that him. Trev understands better. Yeah. Whoever yeah. he hires is going to pretty much dictate how his career goes to. I mean, it's the same thing for every every yeah. uh, every athletic director in the country. That yeah. is your staple. Yep. Like that is your signature on a pro, on a, on a athletic department is who you hire and put into position of leadership. Yep. And. You just can't gamble, especially right now. Nope. No. So let me ask all you guys, do we trust in Trev? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Unless he hires Jim Leonard. Or Jeff, <laughs> or, or Jeff Munkin. I, yeah, not Munkin. God, I love uh, it. Oh, I can't wait till I'm sitting here. I December 1st. Oh, God. He's I'm not gonna, hiring um, Jeff Munkin. I, that, I it's going to be so tasty. There is a better chance ah. of him hiring Urban Meyer, which is very low, <laughs> of him hiring Jeff Munkin. I, I stand by, like, Honestly, Go Army beat um, you know, there are a lot of people in Nebraska that don't have a whole lot of love for Trev Alberts. Uh, if you went to UNO, if you're a fan of UNO, you probably cry. do not Hashtag cry. Cry. Cry for me. <laughs> but I, I do genuinely believe that Trev Alberts is a great AD. I think he does have the program's best interest at heart. Whatever move he makes, I'm going to support for probably four seasons and two, maybe three games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then some of us will see it after three and be like, hey, it's not yeah. going to work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but so, no, I, I do. I'm going to stay in behind Trev pretty much no matter what right now. Well, okay. yeah, we have no choice. And we've said it before. There's a reason his name is pasted on the fucking stadium. Yeah. The guy cares. You know, maybe all the people that are like, it has to be a Nebraska guy to save this program. Maybe it wasn't the, the head coach. F- the fuck it does. We do not. We've said this a million times. It does not need to have well, Nebraska tra- ties. But, but t- Trev Alberts does. I'm saying Trev Alberts does, but we don't need a ne- Yeah. No, I, no, I, yeah. I, 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 Sean I, see yeah. I see what you're yeah. saying. The guys that are like, oh, we need to, we need Nebraska to say this program. Maybe it wasn't Scott for us. Maybe it was Trev Alberts. And, and he's going to make the right hire. You know, it's funny. Hey, maybe Steve, it was Mickey Joseph. Steve maybe. Peter, Steve maybe. Peterson was a Nebraska guy, too. I know. And okay. everybody hates him. Just a heads up for our listeners, we had technical difficulties last night in the tap room, so the second part of this episode has been recorded via StreamYard the next day. Don't worry, we still have lots of good content in here, but it might sound a little bit different. Okay, so speaking of Indiana, let's get into scoring predictions. Kyle Byers, the resident Indiana fan of the pod, <laughs> Yeah, he studied, he studied Indiana front and back, he loves Tom Allen. Kyle, what is your prediction for this game on Saturday? So, like you said, and like we mentioned a little bit earlier uh, in the episode, Shivers and Henderson are the one-two punch. They Henderson's the bruiser, and Shivers is the, the the lightning bolt. The dude is quick, and every game that I watched so far for Indiana this year, he's just running past dudes. So, if you don't stop him there at the line, he's going to make people miss, and we all know how our tackling has been. Uh, so it's going to get interesting. I'm going to say 38-35 Nebraska, and it kills me to even say, like, oh, yeah, Nebraska's going to win because God knows. Hey, if you keep saying it, eventually you're going to be right. Right, just speak it into existence. Speak yeah, it, exactly. Right. Connor Kavalak. Go, sir. I uh, I know yesterday we, we talked a lot about, you know, how this might be an offensive shootout. 
And I mm. don't think that's unlikely. However, I do think this will be lower scoring than a lot of people think. And I, I'm going to stick with what I, I have said. And I think I'm going to call this a Nebraska loss at 28-17. So I will predict Indiana 38, Nebraska 28, despite Bill Bush running that defense for the past little more than a week. And if you are going to be substituting new guys in, that's, I mean, that's going to complicate things. I mean, maybe not as much. We'll see. But there's new guys. So I think it's, it's still going to be a struggle. 38-28, Indiana wins. Mike. Okay. Okay, what was the score <laughs> of the Georgia Southern game, boys? 45-42. I'm going to flip the script on that one, though. I think Nebraska gets it done 45-42 in a shootout. And the only reason I say that is because I like our quarterback running back duo better than theirs. I don't yeah, hate but, that. It's, it's not a bad take. You know. Yeah. I just think that if it's a shootout, I like our, our playmakers more than I like theirs. But I could be totally wrong. I mean, we are in a really dark spot right now at Nebraska. So, yeah, that's our predictions. We'll uh, maybe one of these times we'll win Kyle's magic secret thing that he I would, yeah. has. I'm very excited to see what Kyle has sitting mysterious. Like, hidden from us. I'm tell- like, It's just been collecting dust for the last year, ever since I had the correct uh, prediction in one of the games last year. And I've been I've been super excited to bring it in, but Lord knows, like, against the spread, Nebraska is terrible. So Vegas doesn't even know what's going to happen. Who knows if it ever happens again, if anybody ever says the correct score ever again. Exactly. Man, Vegas loves Nebraska, man, for some reason. They must think I, that the, something's just got to turn around or, like, you know, all the metrics love us and something must turn around. It can't continue like this. Lo and behold, it has and probably will continue to do so. Yep. Well, before we sign off, I want to talk about a cool opportunity for our listeners. We have partnered with Herdat Media, as many of you know, and they own Hail Varsity. And what else comes with Hail Varsity? Hail Varsity Club. So we want to tell you about our Hail Varsity promo code. If you use the promo code NBNR, you gain website access, print magazine, exclusive subscriber events at the Hail Varsity Club, food and drink upgrades, and you get 10% off all your food and drink at the end of your bill. All that is included with a $5.99 subscription, and your first month is free on us. Use the promo code NBNR. You go on a Hell Varsity Club, and you can get a 22-ounce brewski instead of a 16-ounce brewski? Yep, and they even have Nebraska Brewing Company beer on tap there. It's actually just that easy. All you have, like, How much was it a month? It's $5.99 a month. And like I said, you get you gain access to their online website. You get a print magazine in the mail and all kinds of uh, subscriber events at the Hale Varsity that is exclusive to you for being a member. Sounds like I know where okay. I'm spending $6 a month. That's, yeah. that's a no-brainer. Yeah, one less trip to Taco Bell. No free plugs, but one less trip there. <laughs> and you can have all that stuff by just entering the code NBNR. Okay, guys. As always, go to nbnrpodcast.com. We have merch there. We have pest episodes. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you will find us there. Please give us a five-star review. We need it. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, we want to thank Herd at Sports, Herd at Media, for getting our name out there. Okay, guys, anything else? Nope. Okay, let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Kyle Byers. Mike Delaware. And Connor Cavillac. And as always, beat Indiana.
and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. A Huda Media Production.